Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Nine. T-minus eight seconds. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Space News Podcast. My name is Will. I'm sitting inside of the mothership at the command center. And today, there's some huge news for Bigelow, Bigelow Aerospace. Aerospace makes this awesome thing called the Beam the Bigelow Expandable Activity Module. And up until now, it was an experimental expandable space station module developed by Bigelow Aerospace, and it's under a contract with NASA. And it's been testing and testing and testing this thing out. Now, this thing, it's inflatable, right? It's inflatable. It's like a big balloon that people can live in on the space station. And the thing is, this thing is tougher than any other part of the space station. Bigelow recently tweeted, Beam has successfully completed its mission as a technology demonstration. And as of this week, Beam is officially certified by NASA for a life extension on the space station. This is the first time that inflatable habitats were introduced to NASA. Actually, NASA considered the idea of inflatable habitats back in the 1960s and developed the Transhab inflatable module concept in the late 1990s. So it took them about 30 years to get this thing developed into a concept. In the Transhab project, um, it was canceled in 2000. And Bigelow Aerospace actually purchased the rights of the patents um, that NASA had and wanted to pursue it in a private setting. That being said, the private setting was also a way for Bigelow to get a little bit of money from NASA. They got $17.8 million to construct the Bigelow Expandable Activity Module, the beam under NASA's Advanced Exploration System, the EAS program. And Sierra Nevada Corporation built the $2 million common birthing mechanism under a 16-month firm fixed-price contract awarded in May of 2013. So there's some companies working together. There's NASA working together, Bigelow, and Sierra Nevada Corporation all working together to get this thing working and ready to get sent up to the ISS. So in May of 2016, it took them seven hours uh, to expand this module, and it was injected 25 times for a total of two minutes and 27 seconds with air every single time. So it took it that much time, seven hours, but in little bursts um, of of time to get this thing expanded because they can't just blow it all up at once. Uh, it might risk a tear or something like that. If something were to go, you know, kind of crazy and happen, then uh, they need to scientifically and engineer engineeringly be able to figure out what's going on. And in June 6 of 2016, astronaut Jeff Williams and cosmonaut uh, Oleg Skirpachka, uh, horrible, I'm horrible at names, opened the hatch to the beam and entered to collect an air sample 
and download expansion data from sensors and install monitoring equipment. So there you go. First people in there, June 6, 2016. And uh, from there, they started doing um, testing on it, engineering testing, strength testing, et cetera, to make sure that this thing is uh, available for humans when it's up on the International Space Station. During this testing time, the beam instrumentation has recorded a few probable micrometeoroid debris impacts, but the module's protective layers had resisted any sort of penetration. And early results from the monitors inside the module showed that the galactic cosmic radiation levels are comparable to those in the rest of the space station. So this thing protects you from radiation, protects you from um, micrometeoroids, just like the rest of the space station. So at this point in 2017, you know, it, it seems like the beam module is up to par with the rest of the space station. So they move forward, uh, move forward with some more testing. And in October of 2017, it was announced that the module would stay attached to the ISS until 2020 with options for two further one-year extensions. And the module will be used to store up to 130 cargo transfer bags in an effort to free up additional space aboard the space station. Um, so they started working on it as a, uh, as a, uh, support module for storage in 2017. So this beam structure is composed of two metal bulkheads, an aluminum structure, and multiple layers of soft fabric with spacing between the layers, protecting an internal restraint in a bladder system. It has neither windows nor internal power. So it's basically like a giant... Um, um, let's see, there's a structure around you with um, inflatable walls. You know, there's a bladder around you as well. So that's all inflatable. And the, mod the module was expanded about a month after being attached by its common berthing mechanism to the space station. And it was inflated from its packed dimensions of 7 feet long and 7.7 7 7 feet in diameter to its pressurized dimensions of 13 feet long and 10 feet in diameter. So it's not really huge. It's big enough to float around it a little bit, but it's not a gigantic module. And um, it is 3,115 pounds, and its interior pressure is 101.4 PSI. Uh, it's 14.7 I apologize for that. And the same as that's inside of the ISS. So it basically is another module to the ISS. It was designed and structured to be just like the ISS. Also, there's radiation shielding on this thing. It has a Kevlar-like material, and uh, it goes all around it. And the multiple layers of flexible fabric are closed cell vinyl polymer foam in the beam structural shell are expected to provide impact protection as well as radiation protection. But model calculations need to be validated by actual measurements. So, you know, the, the thing is protected. You can be inside this thing and your radiation protected just like the rest of the ISS. Just because it has a barrier of air as opposed to the um, protection layer of the rest of the ISS doesn't mean it's any less protected for the occupants inside of it. Bigelow Aerospace has been around for quite a while. Um, let's see here. It has been around since the 90s. It's been around since the 90s. They've been putting all this stuff together for a while. And they're not just going to stop at ISS modules. Since 98, it's been, it's been around. They're not going to stop at space modules, though. Not, not enough. 
that's not enough for Bigelow. They're going to continue on and make their own commercial space station. It's a private orbital space complex currently under development by Bigelow. And the space station will include both Sundancer and BA-330 expandable spacecraft modules in a center docking node, propulsion, solar arrays, and an attached crew capsule. An initial launch of the space station components were planned for 2014, with portions of the station available for lease as early as 2015, but that never happened. So they're still working on it, and it's still in their wheelhouse. So not only are they going to make their own space station, like that's still still in there, still kicking around. They're working on, and have been working on, a um, a moon base, an inflatable moon base for the future. I've seen diagrams of this thing, and I've seen pictures of this thing, and I posted it on SpaceIndustryNews.com a while ago, and it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty neat. So that's still, like, that's in there somewhere, but they haven't really announced any plans for it. They, um, at one point, were in talks with NASA about doing something like this. And with the next generation of private space industry going to the moon with the contracts for NASA... Um, there's probably some Bigelow stuff being talked about there. I mean, we're going to start sending people back to the moon soon within the next 10 years. So Bigelow may have a place in that. So Bigelow Aerospace could be making human habitats for the moon in the near freaking future. How crazy is that? And I think that wraps up the episode for the day, my friends. I appreciate all of your support. All the star ratings on uh, iOS, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play Store, on Spotify. Spotify has been a huge, huge hit. Thank you so much for all that support, guys. I really do appreciate it. Now, if you can give me a rating on there or a comment on there, awesome. You guys are amazing. So thank you so much. This is Will from the Mothership, sitting here at the Command Center in Space Cadets. I will see you tomorrow with more... Space News on the Space News Podcast. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to. Because you can do it. If you have the right tools. And a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us. Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop. But you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.